Good afternoon. We call the meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners uh, to order. Um, good to see everyone who's able to hear, be here, and those who are watching us on Facebook Live. Good to have you in our audience. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? It has, sir. Thank you, sir. I see evidence thereof. <clears throat> Let us all stand now as uh, Mr. Moses will lead us in our prayer, Pledge of Allegiance. Let us pray. Precious God, we thank you for this beautiful day and your bountiful blessings. We pray, Father God, that you would endow this body with uh, spiritual wisdom and guidance and insight, Father, as they transact the business of community. And we pray, Father, that as they move forward, you continue to give them what they need in this hour. We pray for all our county employees as they engage in the business of this county. This we thank you for in the powerful and penetrating name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. 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 I pledge, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thanks, sir. Um, we'll now um, need a motion to go into a public hearing, commissioners, if you will, please. Mr. Chairman, we don't have a quorum. Yes, sir. We, I, uh, we're going to grab Commissioner Bowen. I was going to say, yeah, he's, he's in house. Um, Does that count if somebody's on the phone or no? I'm, I'm, fixing, I'm fixing that up there. Too. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was. Okay. Yeah, he was talking when I came in. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Hello. I just want to make sure you're here. I'm going to put you on hold and open the line. Yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, I do have Commissioner Walden on the phone also, who's out for illness, okay. um, right. but is available. All right. Thanks, sir. So the record will reflect uh, those present. Um, Chairman Lovett, Commissioners Thrift, Stevens, and Commissioner Walden by phone. All right, so um, now I know we don't need the, uh, well, we do have, we have it now, so we, we'll need the quorum to, to vote, but not to host a hearing. It would be good to have a quorum to host it too, all right, all right. although not required. Okay, all right, well, Chair, take a motion to host a hearing. Uh, yes, sir, I'll make that motion. Second. I'm going to second the motion to go into public hearing. I made a motion. You just need a second for the public hearing as well. Yeah. Second. Yeah. Everybody clear now? Yeah. All right. Everybody in favor, raise your right hand. You're now in public hearing. Thank you. Ms. McLaughlin. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. This is our third and final public hearing on the proposed 2020 millage rate. Sorry, I'm going to have to take this off. Um, so I just want to go over some things with you that we've You've seen twice before, but we'll go over them again before you adopt your final millage rate tonight. 
this first slide here illustrates for you the growth in the gross digest, the net digest, and the exemptions. And you can see down here, I've illustrated for you the percentage of the growth in the gross digest. And it's good to note that we, over the last few years, we've been between two and three percent, two and three and a half percent in gross, in growth for the gross digest, which is really good. Um, the next slide, though, however, when you isolate the exemptions, the growth in the exemptions is between three and almost eight percent. So the growth in the exemptions is outpacing the growth in the digest. So that does impact your net digest, which you actually um, tax on. And the, and the exemptions this year were $307 million. Mm -hmm. And I'll discuss what some of those exemptions are. Um, these are a list of the exemptions. And as you know, Liberty County is a an exemption-rich community, which is good for its citizens, but it does present its challenges to your local governments who are trying to operate on that reduced amount of revenue. But for the exemptions, you'll notice almost all of the exemptions went down except for our two largest exemptions, which are the disabled veteran and the Freeport. Those two exemptions, disabled veteran and Freeport, make up about 74% of your total exemptions. Um, so it's, it, Liberty County is very attractive to retiring veterans, and we do lots for them, which I applaud, but again, it does present challenges as we try and fund some of those services that we're mandated to, to fund. Um, this slide illustrates for you what the millage rate has done. Now, the county has two millage rates. It has a millage rate for the citizens of Hinesville, and then a millage rate for everyone else. And you can see over the course from 2010 until 2020 what those millage rates have done. When, we're, when we've been able to keep them steady or even decrease them in good years, we have. But over the course of years, we have grown from 11.3 to 14.8 within the city of Hinesville. And in the unincorporated area, 11.98 up to 16.3 now. Um, this is one of my favorite charts, and I think it, pr it provides a lot of information. And this describes or illustrates for you the difference between your real growth and your reassessed growth in the digest. And as you know, there's two types of growth. The real growth, which is when something brand new comes on the digest that has never been there before. The real growth is the green. The reassessed growth is when the properties that currently are already on the digest are revalued either upward or downward. So you can see we have had years where that reevaluation has been negative to the point where even in 2015, even though we had a good amount of growth, we had so much negative reassessed growth that our net digest actually decreased that year. Um, I wanna talk briefly about the Service Delivery Strategies Act, House Bill 489. And this talks about the um, duplication of services in, in between governments. So the city of Hinesville provides for some of the same services that the county contributes to. So for those residents in Hinesville, 
I should not have to, if you're a resident of Hinesville, you should not have to pay for that same service two times, once on your city bill and once on your county tax bill. For those services, we do what we call a rollback rate. We identify a, a millage rate equivalent to those specific services that are duplicated, and we roll that millage rate back for those citizens in Hinesville. That's why we have two millage rates in the county. Some of those duplicated services are things like fire protection, LCPC, the library, uh, the chamber. Those are, the, those are one entity that receives funding from both the city and the county. So again, those citizens in Hinesville should not have to pay for that service twice. Um, this is kind of a reconciliation just to show you how we arrived or, or where we will go with the proposed millage rates. So if you take your 6.3 proposed millage rate in the unincorporated digest, that will produce about $6.7 million worth of revenue. 16.3 mills in the unincorporated other municipalities, all the other municipalities other than Hinesville, and that will generate about $4.2 million in revenue. Then you take the 4.8 and you apply it to the Hinesville digest of 650 million, or 600, yeah, 650 million, and you get about 9.6 million. In total, that will generate about $20.6 million. If we reduce that for a 96% collection rate, which in the past years, we have been somewhere between 95 and 97% collection rate by the end of the year. So 96 is reasonable to assume. We've never achieved 100% collection rate. The lowest we've achieved in some real bad years was around 92, and I think the most we've achieved is a little over 97. So if we adjust that for a 96% collection rate at 19.8, you can see over here our general fund budget that we adopted was $35.7 million. If I back out all the other revenue that we've budgeted to include the CARES funding that we just received, we need $19.7 million in property tax revenue. By propose, proposing these millage rates, we will generate about a $31,000 surplus, which is immaterial because if, you, if we actually collect 97%, I think we generate about a $200,000 surplus, but if we collected a 95% collection rate, we're at a, about a $200,000 200, deficit. So that's about as close as we can get. What does that do for everybody's actual taxes? I just put up here just an example of a $150,000 home. Um, not taking into consideration any exemptions that that home might have. But if you had a $150,000 home last year in the unincorporated area at a millage rate of 15.3, your, your county property taxes were $918. This year, that same home with no exemptions and, and no other increases or decreases will require $978. It's about a $60 increase for the year. That same home in the city of Hinesville last year, the millage was 14.44. It produced $866. And this year with a 14.8 millage rate, that same house will produce $888, an increase of $22 for the year. That's all I have, unless anybody has any specific questions for me on anything. Oh, we can open it up to the, to 
forward. Any questions for Mr. McLaughlin from the uh, commission? You got something to say, Mr. Brown? Oh, sorry. Mr. McLaughlin. Yes, sir. You said we were, we were needing, what, $19 million? Yes, sir. I just got to, when you said $19 million, if you go back to your exemptions, which was, uh, one of them was 52%, right? Yes, sir. If we had that $19 million, we would have been in good shape. Well, that, that particular exemption, um, Freeport this year is $159 million. That would have generated about $2.6 million in property tax revenue. And the disabled veteran um, exemption would have generated about a million dollars. In total, your exemptions um, would have produced about $5 million in revenue. Now, you know, there's a lot of discussion on exemptions and the pros and cons of them and, um, and the, ne the necessity of having them to generate business and, and make this uh, county attractive for business. So, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we just voted to renew that report, right? Wasn't no. That? Actually, they'll be talking about the resolution tonight for the e-commerce. Oh, e-commerce. E-commerce. Okay. E okay, okay. And, and but that's enough. Yes. My point is on this Freeport exemption, you've got some industries that have been in Liberty County now for 40 years. They are still getting 100%. And I know I've heard both commissioners up here say, we don't need to bother, but we need to take another view at it. And at least go out there, and like I said before, go out there and educate the public on what Freeport is. A lot of people is not aware that it's still 100% for a company that has been here 40 years. I mean, to, to get a company to come in, yeah, maybe 100%, but do it on a graduating, on a declining scale as years go by. Because this is actually one thing that I have really looked at, and it's been a sore issue with me ever since I've been on this board. And I don't think no one up here can actually tell me the last time it was ever voted on. Or looked at. I don't have that answer. Well, it wouldn't be voted on again unless the commission moved to reconsider either lowering their amount or, or getting rid of the amount. But it would be up to the commission to try to call a referendum to do that. I wouldn't say get rid of it, but at okay. least lower it. Right, right. You know, you got to have something to have companies to come in. But we can't keep on putting the baby ball in their mouth all, all, all those years. I was going to note that um, I think if you look at it in the exemptions outpacing the digest growth inside the city of Hinesville, what you're seeing is a normal uh, cost of living factor that goes in there, say cost of living, but normal attrition rate well, didn't really, for, for the city of Hinesville residents, the services in there didn't proportionately increase above that. So I think that's the normal attrition rate of about 2.5%. As I look at the unincorporated area, though, the big benefit those folks are really getting for that $40 difference, if you will, uh, is full-time fire protection. And I think everybody talked about that, but uh, that number equates, especially for those unincorporated residents and now having full-time firemen that are there to be able to answer those calls. Uh, they do provide backup to the city of Hinesville, though, too, sometimes. So, but that is kind of what those big differences are. Thank you. 
Right. We, our budget this year increased by over $1.5 million just for the firefighters. And you, as you know, by the end of this fiscal year, we will have 18 full-time firefighters, fire, full-time fire chief, and a full-time deputy chief, which is something this board has been working on for some years yeah. and has finally taken a stand that uh, fire and rescue is an essential service and it's going to be funded. And we made a commitment to do that when you adopted your budget in June. And the good news was that there was enough growth in the digest where we didn't actually have to increase, you know, by two mils or a mil and a half. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that was the good news. And, and sales tax continues to go up. So, um, you know, it, it was just a hard hit this year. Mr. Chairman. Go ahead. Uh, and I don't be afraid to say this, that also, thanks to Splash, the building was purchased, all of the buildings for fire service now have been purchased through the one cent sales tax mm -hmm. and the equipment. So actually what we are paying for only is the, the operations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The operations of it. And that's what I was going to piggyback on that a little bit about the uh, SPLOS paying for the buildings and the uh, rolling stock pretty much that we have out there. And um, But also the, most of the growth took place in the city of Hinesville? Yeah. Significant okay. growth. Significant in the in the city, yes. as we see a lot of subdivisions and mm -hmm. new homes going up. But there's no doubt we're in a little bit better position than we were when it had flipped yes. about five years ago. So yes. overall, and I think the, the county departments and the commissioners are trying to do their best in holding the line and you know, what we're spending, trying to be good stewards of the money. Yeah. I mean, it, you. But there are, and we must reiterate that there are a lot of exemptions God. for our military or whomever retires in Liberty County, and you know, a lot of folks. Some folks know it, some don't. But there's a lot of exemptions mm -hmm. for those men and women that retire here. You know, the other thing too is we continue to grow, and you also are continued with some of those challenges that come from the state where they require you to provide certain services <laughs> without providing the funding. Right. Um, I go back to say, when I, when I first started with the county in 2002, our general fund budget was $11.5 Our general fund budget today is $35.7 right. And And when I look around the various departments within the county, you know, road department, building and maintenance, and elections and you know the tax commissioner and tax assessors and even admin and finance it's not like we've added a lot of employees i no, mean we, we we've done what we've what we can with what we have and have only added and increased in areas that we absolutely had to and good thing you mentioned that because after the census and we get the numbers back we'll truly know we'll have a good number as to how yes. many people are actually yes. in liberty county of course yes. that we provide I don't think we've got a number yet. I think one last note, too, is that um, but an example of some of those state things, the hand recount that just had to happen, um, necessary, but totally unfunded by the state. So expensive. Uh, totally borne by the county. The runoffs, even though they're not county offices, that'll occur. Yep. Uh, whole nother election for, yeah. for some congressional offices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so something we have to do, but it's unfunded from any other source, but right. tax dollars. I think I've mentioned that to you in my monthly reports yeah. that I totally anticipate 
the uh, voter registration elections office is running out of funding before the end of the year. Um, with with especially Easy. You know, with the COVID mm -hmm. stuff now and the and the recount and the runoffs and it, this this was the biggest election we've ever had. Right. So significant. And it's probably not going back to the way it was. I don't think it will. Mm -mm. Think mm -mm. It will. We hope, but mm -hmm. <clears throat> I made a note here: accentuate the positive. Y'all y'all really have done that. You know, we can we can look at the increases you've shown for the citizens of Hinesville and the county, but when we look at the positives, we really have done well <clears throat> as a growing community. And I'm glad I'm not in a place that's not growing. Yeah, I would you agree know, with you. Give me the problems of a growing community any day of a community that's not growing. And yeah. when you make your monthly reports about our, our sales tax and how it's mm -hmm. caught up and now it's exceeding. Oh, it is. It's still, just, still looking good. It's looking real good. <laughs> just well, we, well, we gotta yeah, we gotta yeah, open it up to the public here in case there's somebody who has something to say about it. Um, and then too, I, I called Mr. Brown. I said, "Have we stopped mosquito spraying?" <laughs> he said, "No." I said, "Well, and there are some kinds that don't pay for mosquito spray. You know, so some of the things that we enjoy, we take for granted. We really do take for granted. But this time is open to the public for public here. I know we're we monitoring Facebook for for questions. Uh, Someone in the audience? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Would you come to the podium and make your make yourself known to us, please, sir? I'm uh, Johnny P. Howard. I live at 244 North Maple Drive here in town, and uh, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come before you and to express my sentiments about property taxes. It is not my intention to irritate anyone or to, to uh, uh, I'm just uh, wanting to express my opinion on uh, these matters here. First, uh, I wish to bring up uh, the situation with the uh, three meetings that all the agencies are required to hold before uh, the millage rate and taxes are increased and uh, I uh, read in the paper uh, that you've already established uh, the millage in today's paper, in fact, uh, Hinesville paper, that the Board of Commissioners already decided to increase the millage rate and uh, taxes without the consent of. I think that was the Board of Education. They adopted their. The Board of Education, right. not okay. the county. So, uh, anyway, uh, uh, we have a few uh, people here tonight. Uh, that uh, are wanting to uh, uh, possibly express their issues also. But anyway, the scheduling uh, is, I feel, in my opinion, is not conducive to the taxpayers' availability to attend these meetings. Times, uh, as far as I'm concerned, are uh, extremely inconvenient. Uh, citizens that are employed that would like to be here have a choice of either not eating their lunch uh, at some of these schedules or uh, in order to attend. And uh, then you have the evening meetings such as uh, this one here where you have a, a large number of citizens traveling to and forth, uh, back and forth from Savannah and uh, the paper mills uh, at the time uh, when this meeting is being held. 
And uh, I'm just kind of under the impression that the uh, scheduling primarily benefits you folks and, and not the citizens of the county. I'd, I'd like uh, you to reconsider uh, next year uh, possibly uh, making your meetings uh, at a different time uh, and, and maybe come up with an idea to encourage more of the uh, voter citizens to attend. Uh, I'm in the opinion that property taxes are totally unfair. Uh, although I've been paying them since I've been a resident here, I am retired military, but I do not have one of those exemptions that uh, the lady spoke about uh, earlier. I don't qualify for 100% disability. Uh, anyway, uh, this, this penalizes citizens that have already paid taxes uh, when they purchase their property. Uh, a sales tax, in my opinion, is the only fair way to, to levy taxes on citizens. Everyone would pay an equal percentage, uh, not me paying uh, all these taxes that everybody else pays and then get hit with another $2,000 uh, that, that folks who are living in apartments and uh, everywhere else in the community, they're, they're only going to Walmart and paying that sales tax and that's it. So if the sales tax uh, was increased, uh, say to 15 to 20%, that would ease my burden, okay? I can't speak for everybody else in Hinesville. I can only speak for myself. So, but that's the way I see it. Uh, a sales tax, I think, is the only fair way to tax your citizens. I do, I do not think that uh, burdensome property taxes are what our founding fathers envisioned or had in mind for the American people. We the people have already paid enough by shedding our blood and giving our lives to establish this nation. Today we are living under the heavy hand of a King George-like administration and government. Again, this is my opinion, okay? I'm, I'm not, I don't want to irritate anyone in this room, but I, as you, I have a right to my opinion. Americans have rights under the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. These guarantee life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Under such exorbitant property tax tyranny, we the people of Hinesville, Liberty County, are being fleeced of our monetary blessings. We elected representatives to serve we the people. Instead, such as yourselves, we have we the people serving our elected representatives. That's, that's what I see here. Our representatives, I, I believe, are serving themselves in their own personal interests, uh, that you're growing government, you're making new government agencies, and you're creating social programs that are way out of line. I say let the parents feed their own children at home. That includes breakfast. That's the way I was raised. Let parents pack bag lunches for those children that go to school. That's what I was dealing with when I was a youngster. Let parents purchase computers for their children as well as internet access. The Board of Commissioners and other taxing agencies have created a nanny state where the willingly uneducated, the willingly unemployed, and the just plain lazy are provided for from cradle to grave. 
This is a communist-like socialism, and I believe it has to stop somewhere unless we just give up our freedoms, our liberties, our Bill of Rights, and the United States Constitution. Elected representatives must listen to the people, their voters, and their constituents. Thank you for allowing me to come before you and to voice my opinion. Uh, I hope, uh, since you've already uh, made a decision on, on these matters, I, I imagine you have, uh, next year uh, maybe might be a better year for everyone else uh, when it comes to property taxes. Thank you, that's all I have. Thank you, Mr. Howard. One <clears throat> question uh, before you leave. Was this an inconvenience for you to come up here this evening? Not for me. Well, I know what I thought was a, a concern of yours, we hold in our meeting where you couldn't get to both for our mid-month and first of the month. Yes, sir. All is held in the afternoons. I just, we try to make it convenient for the people so they can attend. When I worked in Savannah, uh, for 20 plus years, I made several of the meetings. I was able to speak to my employer and say, uh, we've got this situation down in my hometown here where uh, I'd like to uh, attend this meeting and uh, it happens to be at this time, uh, at such and such a time. And he says, well, will you be back? And I said, well, certainly. And I said, go ahead. Yeah. But there are a lot of folks out there, I don't think, that have that ability, especially when it comes to them making a decision whether they're going to eat lunch or in their car. We're, we're, we're not talking about eating lunch now. We're, our meetings are held at 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock in the evening. Sure. So we give them time. Uh -huh. We're not taking away from a lunch time. I disagree. But it, huh? I disagree with you, You disagree? Sir. Yes, I well, disagree. What time should we be holding it? You should be holding it roughly uh, in the mornings or in the late evenings. Oh, in the mornings. Yes. When people are at work. No, yeah, I didn't want. I don't want to duel with you. You know, no, I'm no, just no, saying. I'm just this is my opinion. Trying to figure out what time would you think the meetings? Because we can, we're flexible. But if you think we should hold it in the morning for people at work, uh huh, they can't come. So well, I got to work. I can't make. Oh, well, they can't come at uh, at lunchtime either. You know how many well, of the residents in Hinesville are, are here now? There's just okay. uh, Thank you. a handful. Thank you. All right, Mr. Chair. Uh, Mr. Howard, be, uh, before you leave real quick, uh, actually I'm sitting in a different seat because of social distancing, but I'm, I'm Commissioner Justin Frazier from District 2. Uh, uh, in your public comments, you said that we are increasing uh, public projects or? Social projects. Social projects. Uh, which ones uh, have we created? Uh, you know better than I do. Uh, you know, there's a laundry list of them. You, you well, well, Ms. Howard, I'm, I'm because you made it. Act, you know, you accused us of of creating them. Excuse so. me, I didn't accuse anybody of doing anything. I voiced an opinion. Okay. okay which is my First Amendment right, Man. without you harassing me for doing so. I'm not a harasser. I'm just well, asking a question. Are. Okay. Well, thank well, you. Well, I well I will make a, a a comment about that. First of all, uh, I wish everyone and our kids could have be financially stable to their parents where they can't afford to feed them. But I can tell you now, with me being on this commission, uh, our summer lunch program is not going nowhere. We will always protect our, our children. Well, let them take their welfare <clears throat> checks that they're spending alcohol and drugs on and oh, you yeah? feed their kids. I got you. Appreciate it, Mr. Howard. You're very welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully he lives in one of y'all districts. <laughs> 
questions from Facebook? No? Okay. All right. Okay. Mr. Right. Chairman, I make a motion we close the public hearing. Second. Motion second we close the public hearing and go into regular session. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So move, Mr. Chair. Right. We got to put a second. Yes, Whichever. All right. All in favor, raise your hand. Okay. Now we're back in the regular session. Okay. Um, and and just for the record, uh, your your second meeting, your public hearing, was at six o'clock. This one was at five, and it could be considered to do six two six o'clock meetings next time. Um, but There's a requirement by state law that one of those not occur immediately, so it has to yeah. be in the daytime. So, so one, one has to be in the sets one of those midday yeah. or, or a daytime. One, it has to be before a certain time and then after a certain time. But yes, yes. we could, instead of having one at five and right. one at six, mm -hmm. we could have two at 6 p.m. But mm -hmm. your second, I just want to, for the record, right. you did have a six o'clock public hearing. And a 12. And, and a noon, mm -hmm. at, as the state requires. The state requires. And, and also for the record, that uh, we all get, get something in the mail from our tax commissioner too, right? To pay taxes. Oh, all, yes, we do. Okay, <laughs> I would just want to put make that for the record as well. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and um, okay. All right, your presentation, ma'am. Drugs and alcohol. Okay, so. Or, yes, sir. Commissioner Commissioner Walden. Yeah, calm down. Yes, and also, for the record, I believe budget presentations were uh, at least four hours, and I don't remember how many days we were on that. So. <laughs> opportunity there for everybody to hear what was going on when we did have our budget presentations yes is that what he's referring to mm -hmm. when, when we have budget yes. presentations by our department heads and department other heads. elected officials and honestly was invited um, yes and and I encourage mm -hmm. the the citizens to come to that because that's kind of where it starts right with the right. budget that's right because once you've adopted your budget mm -hmm. then you have to turn around and you have to Adopt a millage rate to support that budget. Mm -hmm. So really, the work begins when you're adopting your budget. Mm -hmm. to identify what programs you do and don't want. Right. Um, we normally gear up for that in the spring, and we do hold public hearings on the budget as well, and we advertise those. We hold those in the evening. Um, so like he it, said, that's that's really where I wish fine. citizens mm -hmm. would become more involved right. is in the budget process, so they can actually understand. Mm -hmm all of the different state mandate requirements that you're challenged with, along with the other essential services that we provide. So, um, and it is an education that's normally process. in the morning sometimes, midday? Um, well, no, the, the public hearings are in the evenings, but the workshops are Workshop, scattered, scattered throughout. throughout. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and we take public input from that. Right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I encourage citizens, but for the record, um, I have Three resolutions mm -hmm. um, that we will need to adopt uh, this evening, and I will need you to sign the resolutions. Mr. Jones is uh, going to be sending these to Atlanta tomorrow. Um, the first one is for the unincorporated area. I'll just read it for the record. Uh, Georgia Liberty County 2020 tax levy resolution to pay the expense of administration of county government, to pay principal and interest on debt, to build and repair public buildings and bridges, to pay the expense of courts, the maintenance and support of prisoners, to pay sheriffs, coroner, and for litigation, to build and maintain a system of county roads, for public health purposes and for the collection and preservation of public records and vital statistics, 
to provide for payments of old age assistance to aged persons in need for payment of assistance to needy blind, to dependent children, and other welfare benefits consistent with the laws as created by the General Assembly, to provide for fire protection of forest lands and for the further conservation of natural resources, to provide medical and other care and hospitalization for the indigent sick, to acquire, improve, and maintain public facilities, to provide for workers' compensation and retirement or pension funds for officers and employees, to provide reasonable reserves for public improvement. The mill rate for all above is 16.3. For school maintenance, support, and lunch program, 16.358. For the hospital authority, 3.843. For the industrial authority, 2.0. For a total mill rate of all purpose, 38.501. It is ordered that the above and foregoing levy for the year 2020 in the amount of 38.501 mills be spread upon the minutes of the board and be published as required by law this 19th day of November 2020. Mr. Chairman, let me make this clear. The hospital authority did not increase? No. And we neither did the Development Authority? That's correct. Okay. So the one. And neither did the Board of Education. They, they held the line? They held okay. it the same. Okay. Even though the the paper advertised a property tax increase, right. they held their millage rate the same, mm -hmm. keeping the reassessed growth. Okay. So they did not increase their millage rate. Mm -hmm. However, if your property was revalued mm -hmm. and your assessment went up, right. then you will probably pay more taxes mm -hmm. because you have the same millage rate but a higher value on your property. Yeah. But every other entity maintained the same millage rate. Okay, all right. So the growth of the community where people are shopping and buying and building houses and stuff helps us all at the end of the day. It helps all of us. It sure does. And, and those people who are shopping are not just Liberty County shoppers. No. But at the end of they're the day, Long County, they're Wayne grows, County, yeah. Bryan County. That offsets what Donald Lovett would have to pay. Yes, sir. By being able to share the wealth of the growth. That's right. All right, I want to make that clear. Okay, okay Mr. Chairman, you need a motion for that oh, is, resolution? Is Mr. want to be in here? We got enough. Uh, we still got we, good. Okay, all right. Yeah, we got enough. All right, Chair, take the motion. Yes, sir. I make a motion that we approve the resolution of the total thirty-eight point five zero one for the unincorporated unincorporated area of Liberty County. Is that a second? Second. Motion second. We approve recommendations. Bring further discussion. All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Motion passes. Motion passes. I got mine up. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay, now I have the um, 2019 tax levy resolution for the incorporated combined other cities, all of the cities other than City of Hinesville, to pay the expense of administration of county government, to pay principal and interest on debt, to build and repair public buildings and bridges, to pay the expense of courts, the maintenance and support of prisoners, to pay sheriffs, coroner, and for litigation, to build and maintain a system of county roads, for public health purposes and for the collection and preservation of public records and vital statistics, to provide for payments of old age assistance to aged persons in need and for payment of assistance to needy blind and to dependent children and other welfare benefits consistent with the laws as created by the General Assembly, 
to provide for fire protection of forest lands and for the further conservation of natural resources, to provide medical and other care and hospitalization for the indigent sick, to acquire, improve, and maintain public facilities, to provide for workers' compensation and retirement or pension funds for officers and employees, to provide reasonable reserve for public improvements. The mill rate for all above is 16.3. For the school maintenance, support, and lunch program, 16.358. For the hospital authority, 3.843. For the industrial authority, 2.0. The mill rate for all the above purpose, 38.501. It is ordered that the above and foregoing levy for the year 2020 in the amount of 38.501 mills be spread upon the minutes of the board and be published as required by law this 19th day of November 2020. Chair, a motion. So moved, Mr. Chair. A second. Motion. I guess let's give them both credit for the second. Uh, Commissioner Bowen and uh, Commissioner Stevens. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Resolution passes. Aye. Thank you, sir. <laughs> okay, the last one, the 2020 tax levy resolution for the incorporated city of Hinesville to pay the expense of administration of county government, to pay principal and interest on debt, to build and repair public buildings and bridges, to pay the expense of courts, the maintenance and support of prisoners, and to pay sheriffs, coroners, and for litigation, to build and maintain a system of county roads for public health purposes and for the collection and preservation of public records and vital statistics, to provide for payments of old age assistance to, agree to aged persons in need for payment of assistance to needy blind and to dependent children and other welfare benefits consistent with the laws as created by the General Assembly, to provide for fire protection of forest lands and for the further conservation of natural resources, to provide medical care and other care and hospitalization for the indigent sick, to acquire, improve, and maintain public facilities, to provide for workers' compensation and retirement or pension funds for officers and employees, to provide reasonable reserve for public improvements. The mill rate for all above, 14.8. For school maintenance, support, and lunch program, 16.358. The hospital authority, 3.843. Industrial authority, 2.0. The total mill rate for all above purpose, 37.001. It is ordered that the above and foregoing levy for the year 2020 in the amount of 37.001 mills be spread upon the minutes of the board and be published as required by law this 19th day of November 2020. City of Hines, right. a motion. So moved, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Commissioner Wall. Second by Commissioner Bowen. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Motion passes. Thank you, ma'am. Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Hope y'all can hear me because that's a lot of background noise that I've been listening to. And uh, I just want to commend the staff. Kim, y'all did an excellent job. And we went through COVID and we're still dealing with it. The county had a uh, feet to the fire, if you want to say. And, I appreciate what everybody's done. Um, even though our population continues to increase, we're still going to have to be looking at avenues to generate more revenue. Commissioner Stevens brought up something that um, he and I have talked about, and that's this Freeport uh, tax. I, I know that it's important to keep our jobs here in this community, and I, I'd like to do that, but I think we really do need to 
look at the uh, some type of restructuring on that, um, especially when we start filling up our Craveport East, Craveport West, and of course our industrial park out on 196 on Airport Road. So um, again, Tim, thank you for what you've done, Joey, the rest of the staff there. I commend you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Governor. Uh, um, commissioners, I failed to ask you to uh, be able to amend the agenda. We need to, in, in, we need to um, work in Mr. Jimmy Martin on our agenda. Can we please, ma'am, please, sir, allow him to take the, um, let's see, Kim, you, you gonna do finance? I go right into the finance report. All right, and then um, engineer, and then we'll bring Mr. Martin. Is that right? Can I, uh, I guess I need a motion, Mr. Brown. Um, we do. The uh, under new business item D won't be needed, and that's a lease on the excavator. Yeah. We, so we'll uh, trade off. We'll we'll add one and. We do that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mr. Martin, it'll be six C. Then we'll we won't have seven F. We won't need more of those. All right. Well, what yeah. about C? Will 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 C Linda Martin be here? I was waiting to see if she comes, Mr. Uh, Yes. I'm just curious. I, was, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just noticed she wasn't here either. Yeah. She was invited to come in for it. Yeah. I was just, I just saw it down here. All right. Thank you, sir. Yeah. All right. Chair, entertain a motion to amend the agenda that way? Yes, sir. We'll move. Second. 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 All in favor? All right. Mr. Martin, you'll be 6C, ah. sir. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Wallace. <laughs> you own it. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Okay, everyone should have gotten your uh, October financials. We, we finished closing the month of October and we're looking real good for this time of year. Um, we've achieved about 23% of our budgeted revenues and we are um, exhausted about 32% of our budgeted expenditures. We are right, on to, right below target for spending. Considering all that we've had to do with the COVID and everything, uh, that's fantastic. Um, your fund balance, your undesignated, unreserved fund balance uh, at the end of October is approximately 4.4 months worth of operational expenditures. One year ago this time, you were at 3.5 months, so we're actually doing a little bit better than we were a year ago this time. Um, there are a couple of departments that are running slightly ahead of schedule. Um, the first one I'll mention is elections, as mm -hmm. I've discussed before, <laughs> mm -hmm. with everything that they've been challenged with, all the new requirements that came down from the state that they had to um, implement for, for COVID needs and, and for the recount and for this runoff, they, they most likely will run out of money before mm -hmm. the end of the fiscal year. We'll continue to track that, but they are definitely running ahead of schedule. And for the public, we call those unfunded mandates. Unfunded mandates. <laughs> Things that are mandated by the state, but no money follows them. That's right. That, that, the, yes. the payment, the coverage from that comes out of your county's pockets. The state loves doing but that. But you have no choice. Yes. Um, risk management, that's a department that's always on the, on the radar because we, we make a lump sum payment once a year for the county uh, liability insurance that covers everything. So that department is skewed for the rest of the year, but you won't see much more hit that, hit that budget. So that's not unusual. Um, the same with your Coastal Georgia Regional Development 
um, dues. We made, we, we sent every bit of that at one time. So you won't see anything else hit that budget, but that's why it looks like it's running ahead of schedule. Um, Superior Court, again, we made a one-time lump sum payment for the law clerk expenses. So it'll take a few months for that to come back in line, but that's all that's gonna hit. Um, your circuit-wide public defender, we're required to send a payment a month in advance, so that's always one month in advance, so it always looks like it's running a little over, but they're fine because at the end of the year, they fall right back in line. Um, emergency management, there was a purchase of a uh, F-150, so that's kind of skewed that budget for the month. After a month or two, it'll come back in line. It was budgeted, but as a capital purchase, you know, that's a lump sum payment in one month, so it kind of skews things. Uh, same thing with the road department. Um, the purchase of the uh, Freightliner and the excavator with the Star Truck trailer, mm -hmm. um, those were two significant purchases that happened in September, I believe. So that budget's gonna be skewed for a few months, but in, in all other areas. Um, <coughs> same thing with building and licensing. A another um, vehicle was purchased in that as well. Um, another uh, F-150. So again, anytime you have a lump sum purchase of like $30,000 in that month, it's gonna take a couple months for that department to fall back in line, but that's not unexpected. Um, we knew it, we budgeted for it, and we'll just continue to watch that. The census coordinator, uh, we did not anticipate them extending the census back when we <laughs> created this budget, so we didn't have a budget for the census coordinator, but she did work a little extra, and so those are the expenses that you see there. At the end of the year, you will probably come back and amend your budget once we see where all the other departments, including elections, falls out. Um, typically, in any given year, there's enough savings <clears throat> in some other departments that we can shift and cover those shortfalls or those overages in certain departments. And then your other financing uses, that is where we actually um, transferred over some money into SPLOS to help shore up the, the building of that fire station. There was about a $600,000 loan that we needed because you did not have enough SPLOS money in this particular sales tax. But all in all, your general fund looks very good for this time of year. These are the lean months. Uh, October, November, December, those are very lean months where, where you live on your fund balance for all, for all practical purposes. Uh, solid waste is operating at a small net income of about $56,000. $56, um, your other special revenues uh, are all running at their um, projected rate with the exception of 911. 911 had to make a lump sum payment for the annual maintenance to Motorola, but that will fall back in line as well. It's only, it's running just slightly ahead of schedule. And your sales tax, um, it's looking great. If you look at the collections for the month of October, we received $809,787. Oh. Um, so for the entire program, we are now ahead of schedule by $692,000. Happy so, dance, happy uh, dance, happy yeah, dance. Yeah, it's really looking good, really looking good. That's all I have, unless somebody has any specific questions for me. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, thank you so much. Keep it coming, keep it coming. All right, Mr. Long.
Good evening. I'll uh, try to be brief with what I have tonight. I, I know I have a long report that you have in front of you. Um, so I'm going to try to, some, there's a lot of things on it that are really kind of small. I may skip over a few things. If I skip over something you'd like me to talk about, please let me know. Uh, the East End Fire Station is pretty much uh, complete. They've got a few things in the building, but as far as site work goes, uh, uh, we're good with that one. Uh, looks good out there. Got all the asphalt uh, working out, looking good. Uh, Melvin Lane, um, Taylor's Creek Construction is contractor on that site. Um, the asphalt went down yesterday. Um, they were about 10 tons under budget. We still have a little bit of uh, asphalt to put out on um, Hoofstown Loop Road. So by the time we're all said and done, we ought to hit pretty even on the asphalt. So that project will be finished. One thing about it, though, is we had a lot of uh, dirt that we had to come in, in and out to keep that like passable during all this rain. Mm -hmm. um, talked to Gary Gillard about that quite a bit about the dirt road coming in and going and uh, we tried to save some money on some items and uh, did a pretty good job of trying to keep it in check but we did run over about $4,500. Uh, we do have a, a change order request of $4,573.63 that I would like the commissioners to approve so we can go ahead and compensate them for the dirt. Uh, that we've had to do come back and forth on that. Um, and it gives them a 30-day extension on the time to, to finish the job, too, which actually runs out tomorrow. But for all practical purposes, they're done. <clears throat> but we would recommend the approval of the change order for $4,573.63. Let's see. Oh, somebody got to step in for. Um, what are they coming out here, Sploss? That change order will be coming out of here, Sploss. He yes, can't talk to me about it. I'm sure he'd want. Yes, ma'am. He did. He he said he, he gave me approval on it, but we do need the commissioner's approval. <laughs> How much was it for? Four thousand five hundred seventy-three dollars. Yeah. I'll second. Just, just, just nothing. You can get it from. <laughs> you can uh, pay you back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Make a motion. Yeah. I'll uh, motion and second, Floyd. Any further discussion? That trying to help commission get it out. Yes, sir. Um, I was going to ask Trent, or going to paint the lines on that road. Ask me that again. Go paint the lines on the road. I normally we don't on short roads like this, but we can if we need to. Hmm. We can. I mean, we'll be glad to do that. Well, yeah, let Commissioner Gillard <laughs> make a call on that. What's the, what's the cost going to be on it? Uh, I, it? It's going to end up being a day rate. Um, so I'd have to get what that price is and send it back, get it out, back out to you guys. We didn't, we didn't strike like um, when we uh, did Turning Point up the street, a little short road like that. We didn't. Stripe, you mean you didn't put a center line? Yes, we, all we, do, we have curb and gutter on it, so all you would have is a center line stripe, just a double yellow line. Oh. So you won't have an edge? You won't have an edge line. There's no reason for an edge. Okay, stripe. gotcha. Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, right. Trent, wasn't there, wasn't there a fire hydrant on that street? Yes, sir. There's, we, we, we did relocate a fire hydrant on that street. Well, are you, I, what I'm wondering is, are you mark that in the center lane? You want a, one of the blue RPMs? 
we can get the we can get the blue RPMs because that's how you mark them. Is a little blue reflective. Right. They're called mm -hmm. raised pavement markings RPMs. Mm -hmm. We can get a little uh, blue I'm RPM just, to put out there. I didn't notice if they was on the other road either over there. No sure. But we can go I mean, back. I'm not, those are those are pretty. I'm not going to get it from Mr. Gillard. Yeah, that's what I said. But I think that yeah. you got yeah. a brand new road. Just we'll put some markers on it before we. Well, Mr. Chairman, they always ride together anyway. He'll discuss it with him. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll get with him, and we'll we'll get that back to you. Do we vote, Mr. Brown? I uh, haven't. Have okay. Sure you voted. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Ready for me to move on? Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Yeoman's Road uh, is out on the streets. The bid date for it is December 1st at 2 o'clock here in this room. <clears throat> and we've had several people pick up on that already. How many? Five. Oh, you had to ask me. I knew there were so many. I knew there were several, but I don't know exactly how many. So we should have some. We should have some good response. We're good. We're good. Okay. Need some. Mm -hmm. Let's see how close they're gonna come with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll, we'll see. If not, I got to go talk to the chairman again. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Uh, Third Street, uh, Sykes Brothers is the contractor on that job. Um, asphalt's down. Um, they've got some dressing up to do along the, uh, the ditches, and they got some drainage to do along Jericho Road, and uh, they are waiting on some pipe to be delivered to do that. Uh, we've been on them, and hopefully we're going to get that done in the next couple of days and have that project finished. Now, we do have uh, a request from the road superintendent um, where this project discharges down Jericho Drive, it discharges in a ditch that runs between uh, a couple of residents that's pretty tight and it's hard for him to uh, get in there and maintain that ditch. Um, and there are several little pipes coming from down drains and things like that in that area that's just, it's hard for him to maintain. And what he's asked us to do is to get a price to do something to improve that area so that it would reduce his need for maintenance through there. Um, we originally looked at doing, trying to pipe it, uh, but that was gonna be very difficult and very expensive. Uh, we got a couple of prices, uh, $40,000 and $38,000 to do that. And we felt that was a little bit more for, the return on our value for that was not very well, or very good. We uh, looked at possibly doing a concrete liner on the ditch, which would help the uh, water to get through. Uh, we have a price on that of basically $27,000 and what we'll be doing is bringing that back to you guys. I would like to bring it back at the regular meeting if I could in December. Um, we also looked at a, a DOT pavement marking list. Uh, we put this list together about two years ago. Uh, the department is gonna do a, a big uh, pavement marking and sign rehabilitation program and we had several roads that were on that list and uh, DOT contacted us and they were trying to get their stuff together to put that out for bid and we provided assistance to them as far as links and signs and some of the things we saw that was wrong with that road and hopefully that's going to go out for bid soon now this this is not this is being let by the department and not by Liberty County and it'll be controlled by the department not by Liberty County. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll probably have to go out there and do a little bit of cleaning of the edges of our roads uh, from the road department. But uh, so just as that goes, we'll, we'll be in contact with the department and their project manager so that we can 
kind of have a little bit of control, and if you guys have questions when it's going on, I'll be able to answer you. That's in unincorporated Liberty County or Liberty County-wide? Well, it's going to be that we have specific projects. It's going to be district-wide okay. for them. Okay. So they're going to be striping more than just unincorporated Liberty County mm -hmm. or in municipalities in this within the district. So mm -hmm. they put a, it's a district package that they're putting out. Okay. Okay. You've got a copy of that packet? No, sir. It's not out yet. Not out yet. So um, as soon as it comes out, I'll see if I can't get a copy. Thank you, sir. Let you know. Um, we did look at some right-of-way issues on Maxwellton Road. You know, the roadway kind of gets out of the right-of-way down there around the curve. And we're looking at some things that we can do to kind of bring it back within the right-of-way. Old Gun Road had some uh, drainage issues on it. We're looking at some possible easements for Old Gun Road, uh, Twin Rivers Road. Uh, we have a, a drainage from our paved road that goes out to the marsh, and uh, the edge of the marsh is kind of giving way, and so our the end of our pipes keep falling off of it, so we're trying to look to see what we can do to fix that up. It's also hurting the uh, neighbor's seawall, so we're trying to make sure that our our pipe work is not damaging our neighbors. Um, do want to talk about, let's get down to the solid waste convenience centers. Uh, we did prepare some cost estimates for improvements to several of the solid waste convenience centers. Uh, we do have plats for uh, these, and I have them on a, a flash drive if you want to look at them. But um, the Culbertson, the consultant for solid waste, is looking at these and making some recommendations. And if I'm not mistaken, Joey, they're going to be, we're talking more about these items in the mid-month meeting in December. All right? Uh, that's correct. And so uh, what he's presenting is a, is a, is a revamp fee schedule, uh, as y'all are aware. Will be, um, and at that time he'll have a factor built in for these improvements to the convenience centers that you can consider or not consider. Okay, uh, Smiley Loop Road, Mr. Stevens and I melt that on Smiley Loop Road. Uh, that road, the the pavement is actually in pretty decent shape. You know, it's got some things that may need in the future, but it's uh, and not in bad shape. The ditches are not in bad shape. Uh, so it would be acceptable to maintain some of that. Uh, now there's a section that is at the end that's between the two paved roads, which is gravel, uh, mm -hmm. which really, you know, is, 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 it needs a little bit of work. Um, but, you know, Commissioner Stevens would like to at least look at the paved portion of that. Paid portion of it, yeah. Take over for maintenance. So uh, I mean, if you guys have any questions for that for me or Commissioner Stevens. Uh, what does it take for us to go ahead and start that process? Well, what you, what would have to do is just uh, you guys would have to uh, formally accept that road for maintenance. Okay. Because it's it's already it's already uh, the final plat already has the dedicated for public and private use, right. um, and you know all the bonds or anything that were on it because uh, that was put in place back in the late 90s have expired. <coughs> we have no ways to really go back and get any of those. Yeah. Chair. Yes, sir. Would you wanna go ahead and accept that one on the behalf of Mr. Long, county engineer recommendation? 
Listen, what's our remind me what our normal you talking about the pay portion? Yes, sir. Just the pay portions, not the and what I could do if you'd like, I could bring you back the plat of the areas that we're doing. Let's do that. And then what I can do is I can bring that back to you at the uh, regular meeting okay, okay, okay. in December. Let's do that. that way you have a formal document there you go. Okay. to approve. Let's try to be consistent. Okay. That for you. okay. Thank okay. you. Uh, Mr. Long, did you intend to skip Stevens Road? You keep uh, well, well, I'll go ahead and I can talk about Stevens Road. I, I was, my mind was getting down to the, the big items on the bottom. Okay. Stevens Road, there was a, uh, a gentleman that had some drainage issues off to the right side of Stevens Road, um, and he was concerned that the uh, maintenance of the roadside ditch was causing the drainage uh, issues on his property, and uh, actually it was not. Uh, the drainage issues were pretty good distance away from the edge of the right-of-way, and were not impacted by the county roadside ditches at all. Well, since then, I've gone back out, and I've had them to pull up a pipe, I think about a 40-foot ADS pipe that was out there that was not needed that was clogged up so right. that's going to help push that water further down that road we hope also yes sir that's right so okay we're good mm -hmm. good all right transfer station tipping floor uh, the contractor for that is osborne contracting services uh, we had our pre-construction conference this month uh, got out in there and looked at the floor got everything set up uh, all the materials have been ordered. Uh, we are planning on doing that work the weekend of December 4th. So Friday, uh, the tipping station will be uh, closed down and we'll turn it over to the contractor and then we're supposed to have the, con the tipping floor back Monday morning. Well, Excuse me. Back up on that now, Trent. Okay, when you do that box covered, <laughs> are you gonna do half of it? Are you, are you, are you already moving to the box covered? Or yeah. you gonna, I'm still, are you, you, oh, you still on the other side? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to move you up and get you out the way. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's move on to the box culvert now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the box culvert, yes, sir. What we'll do is we'll do half of the box culvert at a time. Okay. So um, that's my intent. The, the box will be a little longer than it is right now. Mm -hmm. What we'll end up having to do is do a little bit. We'll, we have enough room that we'll move to one side and the shoulder, have a little bit of a guardrail, and we'll have to kind of narrow folks down while they're building one side of it. And then when that side is complete, we'll move people over to the new side and then build the other half. I mean, I guess my concern is how are you going to be able to control traffic on that road at night? Would it be in, because you yes. won't be able to get it all in one day, will you? Oh, no, sir. This, oh, that's, this, that's this my take. Several months. Yeah, so that's what I'm concerned now. You're going to have a cast in place. It's not precast. So, what you end up doing is traffic control, not unlike what you see on interstates or different things like that. There will be lots and lots and lots of barrels and cones, and there'll be a lot of traffic control devices to guide you in the direction that we're going to go. Now, what we'll do is we will pave the shoulder and we'll make paving improvements so that we can move everybody over. Okay. That's so, it, you know, it's, <clears throat> we're not going to do it all on the existing asphalt. So, you know, mm -hmm. when you do this, we'll have a long section on, you know, just say if you're going toward the coast, mm -hmm. <clears throat> most likely we would do the, the right side first. So we would pave a strip along the left side of the road 
build things up. We'll probably have a little bit of guardrail right there at the uh, edge of the culvert, mm -hmm. move the traffic over a little bit, and then when it gets done, we'll flip it and do it the other side. Okay. Now, I may have misspoken there. We may want to do it just exactly the opposite, do the right side because right, right. You know, the, the upstream side is the side that has the broken uh, wing wall on it. Okay. All right. But we, we do the same thing. When you do the other side, you pave a section on the other side, and when we're done, you remove some of the asphalt. Okay. That's what I was concerned about, the traffic. The Does movement of the sense? flow of the traffic. Yes, sir. We'll, we're, we'll make sure we keep traffic flowing. Um, road department site survey. Um, we've got surveys together, and uh, I think we've already sent that over to the architect to kind of start looking at some things on the for the road department. Uh, Mount Olivet Church Road. Um, we took bids on Mount Olivet Church Road Tuesday. I put a copy of the uh, bid tabulation and the recommendation letter on your uh, desk today. You'll see we had. Uh, Several proposals. The um, low bidder was Sykes Brothers um, at a bid of $137,113.80. Um, our budget for the construction side of the house was three forty-two. dollars oh, No, 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 I'm sorry, $142,000 plus a 10% contingency on top of that. So. We were well within our budget. Um, <clears throat> Commissioner uh, Bowen, Bowen. <laughs> looked up and he's got <laughs> Commissioner Gillard signing in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but uh, he has the money to do this, and I, I think he's anxious to try to go ahead and, and award this contract. Um, if you guys would like to um, award to, it's um, ready for brother. I mean, it's ready project be started as soon as we if we vote on it yes sir um, I did have a question mr. chairman yes, sir. Uh, the time frame how are we gonna hold accountability as far as time frame if we award this to a contractor yes sir how much time do they have we, plus on the roots on that road are they gonna be able to get those roots out yes sir or, I mean they're gonna so what we'll we do work a couple three years ago and you know the roots popped but I don't know if they got the roots first time. Well, what we what we're planning on doing on this one is um, uh, cutting the root mass. Uh -huh. Root mass. We're going to dig down beside the road in the areas where the mid roots are, okay. about 18 to 24 inches yeah. with a trencher, and backfill it with uh, stone Rock. so that we can cut those, we can cut those roots off. Pack it. Yes, sir. Repack it. So they, they ha we gave a, a reasonable amount of time for the uh, project okay. in the contract, and we didn't have. Third Street has been a has been a problem over there. This, that, and the other. It's, it's yes, sir. To be quite a project. Yes, sir. Uh, well, and, and you know, work over there, but they'll get it straightened out. I I, I agree, and, and you know, the, <clears throat> we Sykes Brothers has historically been a really good contractor for us, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. We've we've had some. Uh, Slow performance here lately, um, but I, I think we can get it. Mm -hmm. I think we'll be able to get them to, to do the right thing. Need a motion now? Yes, I will. Uh, entertain a motion. I'll make a motion. We approve the low bid for the Sykes Brothers to go ahead with this project. Is there a second? Second. Motion and second. We approve the bid as presented, offered by Sykes Brothers, 137, 1380. Mr. Bolton. Under budget. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. 
Yes, sir. I was just going to remind Commissioner Bowen that he'll probably get to see it done, but he probably won't be around up there when it gets done, and we'll try to do the best we can. But um, <laughs> thanks for that sure note that of confidence, <laughs> Mr. Walden. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I'm, I know we're still in good hands <laughs> you and yeah. Justin sitting up we'll, uh, we we'll make sure that boys do a Come good job side. for you <laughs> <laughs> okay appreciate that yeah. all in favor raise your hand alright motion passes the only thing left to have on my agenda is uh, Pioneer Road um, the construction plans are pretty much finished as well as the bid documents mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping that I can get it to the paper by noon tomorrow and we may end up starting advertising Wednesday. Okay. If not, it'll be the following Wednesday and we'll be open in the first part of January. January, all right. How long of a road is that? Approximately. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's it's less than 2,000 feet. Yeah, it's. Okay. Yeah. That's District 3. And one thing we're gonna do on it is, um, it's got the, the cracking in that road is not necessarily just alligator cracking like you're thinking. It's big cracks with big areas. Um, we've used in some areas what they call an open graded interface asphalt layer. We call it OGI. Uh, and um, you ride on it a lot on the interstates because they put it as a finished surface on the interstates. So when you're driving down the road, you don't get all the, the uh, mist because it's just got a, the water goes in it and then drains down through it. Well, that same product does a really good job of keeping the reflective cracking in the asphalt from coming back through. So that road needs a little bit of leveler course, so instead of using typical leveling course, we're gonna use the OGI mix so that that cracking won't come back up. And that road hadn't been overlaid or anything done to it in a really, really, really long time. Yeah, it's been a while. So I expect this to last a long time. All right. Okay. Uh, Thank you, sir. Yeah. Sorry, got one other question. Mr. Long, when we get a chance, take a look at, it's a project that we did off of uh, Mystic, Mystic Lane. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's been uh, ever since that road was paved. There's a discharge going out there on Mr. Cummings and Bishop Brown's property, and it's dumping all of that trash out there on that property. Uh, so what was his name again? Mystic Lane. Uh, the, the property owner. Nathaniel Cummins. He reminded me about it again the other day. When we looked at it. Is that off of Robinson Circle? Robinson Circle. Yes, sir, mm -hmm. I understand. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's where we'll, the discharge is back in the woods. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't yes, know. sir, it does. It, for some reason, there's a lot of pollutants that Right. Um, and, you know, the road department's been in there several times and cleaned it up. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll, I'll get with Clinton and take a look at that again. I don't know if we could put some kind of catch basket. I don't know. It's just a... They make a product that we could do. Um, you, we would have to replace the catch basin and put a sump in it. It's called a snout. And basically what it is is like a little hood over the pipe, and it makes a whole water in the... Uh, catch basin so the stormwater goes in and goes under the snout and out mm -hmm. all the floating trash stays on top but the problem with that is it it becomes a real maintenance problem and if right. they're you know they would have to go over on a very regular basis to clean out that catch mm -hmm. basin so 
you know, there's a pretty high level of maintenance on that. So well, I'll look at it with Clinton. Yeah. Cause we're gonna have to do one of Mr. Brown on, on what's gonna be the best way to handle that. So we're gonna have to do one of the two. Either it's gonna have to be the sure. Libby County maintenance or Mr. Cummins and them going out there maintaining the trash that's coming off of the road themselves. Yes, sir. And I, I don't want them to be doing that. No, I understand. But just kind of the, the product, I wanted you to know kind of what the right. pros and the cons are of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'll get with you and Mr. Wells and Mr. Brown and we'll try to. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, sir. Thank you, sir. Mr. Martin. Oh, Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Before uh, Mr. Long leaves, uh, Mr. Stevens had asked me to look at a drainage structure that uh, drains from Spencer Golden to Tyson Road from Tyson Road to the mm -hmm. to the uh, Goshen Canal. Mm -hmm. And I met with the landowner the other day, and um, he's uh, open for suggestions, but the, uh, the ditch is grown up from Highway 84 to the canal, so uh, we need to get with the DOT. I guess Trent can do that and get them to clean the ditches from Spencer Dalton Road to Tyson Road, and then from Tyson Road all the way to that outfall pipe that outfall goes pipe. into the canal. Yeah. It's backing up water all the way up Tyson Road into um, those people's yards. So mm. it's dry now, but when it rains, those it backs up. Three homes up in there flooding. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I'll be glad to go take a look at that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mary, you know where it's at. Yeah, right, yeah. I know where you're talking about. All right, okay, you know it, all right. Thank you, sir. Just call me on your way going home so you don't have to charge me. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. Uh, as you see on the board, uh, that's, that is a uh, guide for our plans for our spring programs 2021. Uh, unusual that I would be here to discuss that with mm -hmm. you guys, what is normally a foregone conclusion, but mm -hmm. you know, as we all know, nothing is normal during these mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, I'd like to take a, just a quick moment to review where we're at right now. We have use of walking trails and passive use of green space at parks available to citizens of the county. Um, limited use of other outdoor facilities like baseball, softball fields, football, soccer fields, basically under the supervision of, of our staff when they do that, requires a reservation uh, and approval in advance for groups to be able to use them under a certain criteria that we developed at a meeting earlier this year and you guys bought, signed off on. Um, all indoor facilities are closed. Um, no organized programs or activities are taking place at this time. So we have very high hopes that when this this time comes around that we will be able to, to offer spring, pro, spring programs to our residents as we normally do. Um, as you see on, on the guide, registration for some of those programs could begin in, in early January. Um, and of course, we understand that that will all depend on what the situation is at that time. Um, what I would hope to do is perhaps at the mid-month meeting in December, come before you gentlemen again and ladies and and um, perhaps again agree that we can move forward with these plans. Um, we have, in talking with counterparts who have run programs during, during, this, during the pandemic and, and this time, 
this trying time um, and looking at the guidelines that are set forth by national organizations, governing organizations and bodies for, for different activities, um, you know, we, we do have a plan as to how we could conduct these activities, feeling as if that would be as safely as we could do it. Um, basically, that would entail doing things on as small a scale as we possibly could. Um, whereas we would normally have, say, a coaches meeting with all the coaches for, let's say, soccer, since it's a spring activity, could be as many as 30 or 40 individuals in a room, we would divide that into groups and have much smaller groups attend so that we could achieve the social distancing that is needed with a group that size. In soccer also, in other sports, we have an evaluation at the beginning of each sport to give the coaches an opportunity to see what skills the players have, decide how they would like to set their team up, and which players they'd like to have on their team. <coughs> we would forego that this year. And because normally that brings a, a very large crowd of hundreds out onto the fields at one time. So we would, we would adopt other measures, look at um, records of previous skill levels, and all-star participation and various other factors and use that to split the teams up rather than having an evaluation. Um, of course, we would social distancing and masking when needed would be emphasized at every, every, every turn. Um, we would stagger game and practice times to have, so as to have as few people as possible in the park, on the field at the same time. Um, we would avoid personal contact, you know, after the game, handshake is a, is a pretty traditional thing. Even before we, we suspended activities, we stopped that uh, temporarily. So things like that, high fives between players, we would, we would ask that that not be done. We would run a very limited concession that would involve only those items that could be sold prepackaged so that we wouldn't have an issue there. Um, and, and of course, and encourage and require kids to bring their own water bottle. No sharing of any personal equipment, of course, would be allowed. But uh, that's just a general, general uh, description of, of the things that we would do, the measures we would take in order to try and have these programs. Um, you know, as I said, we, we have high hopes to, to have these programs because, for one, that would mean that the situation has gotten better. Um, but, but of course, we want to be able to provide these programs for our community. You know, I, as I hear you explain that, I really do appreciate that approach. Um, I'm, I'm hearing Commissioner Thrift in my ear over here. You know, I, I would like for us to do everything possible to allow activities without children in, in our parks and playgrounds, where, yep. but yet maintaining as much of a safe environment as we can. So, so, so if downsizing is the is the is the um, answer. Then let it let it be so. Let it be so. While we do give our uh, our citizens, our young people, the opportunity to have some, you know, so, some opportunity to go outside and mm -hmm. you know, sure. run and jump and play, being as safe as we can as we can keep them. Yes, sir. That's a much better answer than just slamming the door and saying no. You know. Yeah, and, and listen, and we'll be realistic. If we should run into an issue, then we'll adjust at that time. Yes, sir. And parents just have to be aware of that, you know. Understood. Aware of that, you know. But at least I'm, I'm happy to hear you explain that you're going to try to uh, find a way so that uh, those young people can have uh, some opportunity to participate in, in spring sports. I, mean, I feel like we, we would take whatever measures we felt were necessary and feasible mm. in, order, in order to provide the program. Mm. And Mr. Chair, I, I just, uh, for the record, I just wanted to tell Mr. Martin, you know, I, I appreciate everything uh, you've done, you know, from the past. And I know we work well together uh, with these projects with the youth. Uh, 
And, you know, this, these programs deal with the health and wellness of, of our youth. Mm -hmm. uh, and technically, if you look up the definition of that, that stands for welfare. So I want to just tell you, I thank you for, for, you know, protecting, you know, the youth, the welfare of our youth. Uh, and that, that means a lot to me. So when people use the word welfare, I just want them to really know the definition of welfare whenever they present it to us. So I want to just tell you thank you for doing that. Thank you, Commissioner Frazier. And you guys are a big part of that. So, you know, you provide the support and, and everything we need in order to be able to do that. So thank you. Thank you. Can I pick it back on what he said? Um, stats, and I mentioned it in our uh, COVID call, stats are showing that among our 15 to, I think, 24, 25 age groups, um, their emotional well-being is at risk. Absolutely. Much higher risk during this time. So anything we can do to give them an outlet while maintaining their safety, I think we should explore every opportunity to do that. Yes, sir. And again, you know, just a preview of those plans. You know, I, I know it depends on what, the, you know, conditions are at that time. So, you know, we'd again like to come back to you guys in December. Uh, perhaps discuss, you know, a little more finality towards moving to that. Um, you know, there is a, there are a number of, of things that have to be done in advance to get everything in place for that. So, um, you know, I, that, that's the reason I came tonight, just to kind of get that ball rolling, so to speak. All right. Mr. All Mr. Right. Chairman, I, it, are we looking at guidelines or something to open the parks back up and the playgrounds? As of right now, they are closed. Um, okay. Certainly could entertain that. I, didn't I would, I would, I would think that we would love to see you entertain that. If possible, yeah, some, you know, somebody may have the answer. That doesn't have to be you. Maybe, yes, maybe someone else who has discovered a way to do it. But uh, well, I, I don't know that anyone has. Um, you know, there, there, a lot of it depends on open use of parks. Mm -hmm. Depends on. Individual responsibility yes, yes, because right. we don't have right. As we have stated right. unfortunately we right. went through a period of time where they were reopened, mm -hmm. closed them back down, mm -hmm. and resorted to this limited access mm -hmm. um, policy that we have now. Yeah. Um, believe me, we, we would love to not have them closed. It mm -hmm. is it is uh, somewhat of a nightmare. E even if it could be like one day a week or something, you know. Uh, uh, well, I don't. Mr. Chairman, uh, not necessarily if we don't think we're ready to open up the basketball courts mm -hmm. where it's more one-on-one, right. more that they can mm -hmm. do social distance. Social distance. Mm -hmm. But the playgrounds, I mean, I, I assume Wing they're sets. open at school. Well, the schools, facilities, they as far out? as I know, Commissioner Thrift, have never closed. They've never closed. They, so the kids now that are in school are going out to the playground. There, there was nothing ever put in place, to my knowledge, to right. stop anyone from using those facilities. Right. And Effectively, what's happened when we close our basketball courts, they would go to the courts at the schools. Mm -hmm. as I, so I, as I, I see most time at parks, I would see like families or, you know, that would be at the park and if they touch right. the swing or touch the bars, you know, I don't know that we can control that. Actually, I think at the Board of Education, there was someone there to sanitize it, oh my. you know, in between, in between. Uses. Wow. But with the wreck, I mean, will the parents who take their children out, they will they be responsible to to do that? You know, I, well, probably I, probably not. But I don't know. They, I don't know. Some of the COVID guidelines is 
not the hands or wearing um, gloves. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how it's transferring other than wear your mask, wash your hands. Mm -hmm. That's basically what they've been telling us. Mm -hmm. so I don't, is, I don't is, know if there's, the if there's an answer to it or yeah. if you want to look and see what other counties are doing. Is, is there still I limited uh, access on uh, hand sanitizer? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, most people now are using hands. Right, and, and that's I mean, what I was kind of saying. Like, life, like right, mask. right. I mean, I, I know initially, whenever we uh, we shut down a lot of that stuff, it was because I mean, mm -hmm. hand was. sanitizer yeah. was oh, very yeah. limited, yeah. Uh, or yeah. or none at all. Yeah. I mean, can can we yeah. address uh, looking back at you know putting the little uh, stations out there? Well, possibly. Yeah, I, I think you see okay. that we we have interests. Yeah. So if you just explore it, yeah. no pressure. We don't, listen, we don't want Liberty County to be a spike. No, sir. I promise you we don't. Yeah, gotcha. mm -hmm. well, I promise you we don't. I would add that, you know, the, the policy that we have now was the best, the best policy we could come up with mm -hmm. under the former situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. When there was, you know, a lot of undesirable activities going mm -hmm. on on those facilities. So, that was the reason that we came with this one. I don't know that there is an in-between. Mm -hmm. Either it's open and full use or, or closed. The only other in-between I could think of would be someone there monitoring the use of those courts at all times and policing the rules. Um, I don't think that's a good situation. Yeah. I, I certainly don't. I'm kind of like Commissioner Thrift. I don't see the basketball courts opening up. Yeah. But I do see maybe it's a playground. I would yeah. love to see the playgrounds open. Yeah. And I know that yeah. many, many residents would love that too. And mm -hmm. yeah. some of them decide to use them even though they're closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let's try to make it legal. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I would be in favor of that tonight. If, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you just come, will you just come back to us, sir, with the, think that over a little bit. You want to talk? Maybe talk to your rec board. Yes, sir. Okay. And then just report back to us if you will. Okay. Yeah. Definitely by mid 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 December. It'd be fine, sir. That'd be okay. That'd be fine, sir. We're just gonna reserve you a seat up here. For the <laughs> <laughs> Can I get on the agenda for the mid December meeting. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I think one more thing. I really think the other thing Mr. Mark was coming back for tonight, and you may have already answered that, was the question about basketball season. Hmm. Yeah, it did. It did. And and yes, sir. And and I, I guess that really, you know, we have had sort of taken for granted that with all other facilities closed and all indoor facilities closed, there really was no chance of playing basketball. Um, outdoor facilities, outdoor basketball courts, even being closed, and with it being an indoor program, uh, there would it would be a whole different set of challenges for sure. Mm. Um, we did speak, you know, we, we, we talked with the Board of Education. They won't give us any guarantee for use of facilities. Um, it would all be kind of like with you guys. I mean, mm. based on the conditions at the time and, and what was going on, mm. um, it would require a very stringent set of guidelines in, in terms of disinfecting and cleaning each, each day right. before and after. Mm. Um, that would be quite a challenge. Mm. Listen, I read, uh, then we're going to... Not trying to hold up everything. I read in the paper of uh, the plans that Long County is putting into place to host their basketball games. Did you read those? High school, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, when, um, is Bradwell and Liberty going to do the same kind of? 
I'm sorry, but I don't know. Any idea? Yeah. They but they were doing social distancing and sanitizing, and only so many people could come in the gym. All those kind of things. Here's here's my point. So if there's a way to design a program where we could have basketball and yet maintain, you know, some um, <laughs> safety, uh, a high measure of safety, yes, sir. then then I think we should entertain that. But now. I'm not sure what that will do to your staffing and, and your staffing requirements. So that's something you have to come back well, with. I could tell you that we wouldn't have the staff to conduct both programs. Yeah. At the same time. That's the way those programs are staggered throughout the year mm -hmm. for that very reason. I think a little bit challenging too is versus a high school gymnasium with seats on both sides. You're talking mm -hmm. about yeah. the human center where you don't have near the bleacher aspect mm -hmm. that, that and, a high school gymnasium does. And the spectator issue being being a very very interesting issue. How do you control that? Yeah. In other words, yeah. do you tell each player they can yeah. only have one parent come to the games mm -hmm. in order to control the number of people in the gym? Uh, and basically, if you did that, you would be reaching about the number that is required of 50 or no more than 50 mm -hmm. you know, inside that facility at one time um, gathered in a place. And um, it, it seems that it would be very difficult to tell every player you can only bring one person with you when there are siblings and parents and, and many others involved, you know, that want to be there. But that's just one of the many issues. Mm -hmm. Come back to us. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, once again, we're not insisting. Right. We're just asking you to explore it for us. Mr. Chairman, yeah. yes, sir. look at me. That one, that's a new program, yeah? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, I missed that, Christopher Stevens. I, oh, never mind. You catch it later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes, okay. sir. Well, we we uh, will certainly march on with plans mm -hmm. for uh, spring programs for mm -hmm. sure. And so, 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 would parents want their kid to participate if only one parent could come, or they'd rather not have it at all? That's the choices we got to make now. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We can't have it all, <laughs> you know. So, what we'll do for mid month though is without marching on the spring program, you're going to come back with some recommendations on how they would be conducted. Yes, sir. Yeah. For, I'm sorry, for spring programs? Mm-hmm. That's what you'll come back and dig them up for. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, hear, hearing what you said, it's too late for basketball now. It yeah. would be difficult to get it right. going. I understand. I understand. I understand. And then I, I know there's, there's a couple AAU uh, basketball uh, programs that are, are starting as well. Are they? Right now. Yeah, yeah. So good. So so let's put this together so that it works. Okay. Bring that back to us. All right. Okay. Thank We're you with you, much. sir. Thank you again, sir, for your efforts. Appreciate you. All right. Resolution Free Port E-Commerce. Mr. Davis. Sir, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Oh. That's some good news, which I'm sure everyone's familiar with. But uh, as you know, at the November 3rd election, the voters of Liberty County overwhelmingly approved expansion of our Freeport exemption uh, by almost uh, 70%. I think it was 67.84% of the voters of Liberty County approved the expansion. And so the resolution before you tonight, much like with the fee splos, is simply publishing the results of the election and then authorizing the chairman and the county administrator to do what's necessary to implement the exemption. Uh, and as presently written, the exemption is uh, simply an expansion of that existing Freeport exemption, which, which we have now in the county, which is 
to also include the stock inventory of fulfillment centers, or commonly called as e-commerce centers. I think as everyone knows, Liberty County for years and years has exempt and exempted three categories of business personal property that are recognized by statute. Several years ago, the Georgia legislature recognizing the need to compete with other states with respect to these large employers, the fulfillment centers, identified a fourth category of business personal property for exemption. It authorized local governments to do that, but only if the voters approved it, which yours did, ours did. So the county is free to exempt the stock and trade of these wish fulfillment of these fulfillment centers now, and hopefully allow the industrial authority to compete with uh, neighboring counties and states in the recruitment of these industries. Uh, I think as you folks learned from our, I guess, last meetings, when this resolution was first adopted, I think last year, or earlier this year, uh, the industrial authority is really at a huge competitive disadvantage with the recruitment of these industries. And without this exemption, uh, the authority's position is that they will be essentially unable to compete. We would not be able to recruit these fulfillment centers to Liberty County without this exemption. So that was the very purpose of the, of the referendum. Uh, the ballot itself mentioned that the purpose was to recruit and retain employment and to uh, encourage economic development. And I think the voters understood exactly what the, the county was proposing and uh, thankfully approved it. So now we're able to compete with neighboring states and counties in the recruitment of these fulfillment centers. But I'll be happy to answer any questions anyone might have. Were, were these numbers hand counted too? What's that? <laughs> were these numbers hand counted <laughs> too? The hand count yes. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think you folks know the hand, the hand it wasn't a t technically a recount. It was, a, it was an audit. So audit. even though there might right. be a discrepancy in votes, unless it was some glaring mistake like in Floyd and some other counties where they simply failed to upload votes, the actual certified votes won't, won't change. Right. Oh, so yes. But yes, as far as, yes, <laughs> everything, that, although the, these votes weren't uh, audited, I should say. Mm -mm. Only the presidential race was audited. Go figure. And the city. But I, I think, like you folks, I have supreme confidence in our Board of Elections. And I, I should say, for anybody who hasn't stopped by and visited the, the board's offices and looked at their operations, I just want to give credit to the Board of Elections and the interim director, Ms. Walthour, for the outstanding job they did in connection with this election. Uh, there were a lot of challenges, as you folks know, from COVID to you know, the recently introduced voting machines to huge voter turnout, not simply absentee ballots, but just uh, unprecedented voter turnout. And I think, like me, if you voted in person, you found it a very smooth and easy mm -hmm. process, and I just wanted to compliment them. Absolutely. Especially when election workers are coming, coming under such criticism these days. Oh my days. gosh. Mm -hmm. Entirely undeserved, and I think everyone can have confidence that Liberty County's results were, uh, were accurate mm -hmm. and complete, and that you can trust the job that our election workers are doing. So my compliments to them. Absolutely. All right. Mr. David, do me one favor. Yes, sir. Put this in um, user-friendly words to the general public about what e-commerce <clears throat> is. Because if you say e-commerce, if you say Freeport, you know, uh, some people make yes. I think I think most people I think commonly it's been referred to as e-commerce. But if you mm -hmm. think of the large Amazon wish fulfillment centers or uh, any large distribution center these days, they have basically their stock and trade that they keep and stored in these facilities, and they ship them directly to users who order them remotely, either by email or telephone. So it's basically stock and trade that's stored in these facilities to be shipped directly to consumers who order them remotely, usually through email. 
And as I say before, just until recently, there, there wasn't this category of uh, business personal property that could be exempted. But I think Georgia, after losing out to many of these fulfillment centers, recognized the urgent need and authorized local governments the ability to, to exempt this newly created fourth category of business personal property so we could compete. And of course, that's what you folks did and what the voters authorized. And so that's simply what this resolution does as well. Recognizes the vote, the referendum results, and authorizes the expansion that we currently enjoy with our three classes of business personal property and extend that to this new fourth category of business personal property. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Chair, obtain a motion to approve the resolution. So moved, Mr. Chair. Second. Motion and a second, we approve the resolution for e-commerce. Thank you for your work with that, sir, for yes, helping sir. us with that. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right. Resolution and my congratulations to your governmental partner, the Industrial Authority, which you sit on. Thank you, love it Because yeah. I know they're very excited. You said it. the state of Georgia, and you know, Liberty kind of lost out on some yes, <laughs> opportunities. And, uh, they are in the process, I think, of recruiting, or at least discussions yes. with businesses that could very well benefit from this. So. If you need me to be a little more personal, the other counties rubbed it in our face that we didn't have it. And yeah. they and then one of the other companies. So anyway, very, very good development. That's not a good uh, feeling. No. <laughs> very positive development for the yeah. Liberty County. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm just going to check real quick to see if Mr. Walden, oh. he may have had to disengage. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mr. Davis. Um, Mr. Holton, yeah, the Head Start Center. Come on down. <laughs> Long time coming. Waiting on you. <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> Head Start Center. You, could, yeah. you were you were, you were social distance back there. You could have taken off back there by yourself. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the, yep, the Head Start Center is um, is is up again. <laughs> so we, um, we did. Um, as you know, the last time that we um, brought this up, we were had a very, very limited budget, and um, basically we blew that budget pretty good. Um, just you know, doing whatever we could to save, you know, to save on that on that project. But um, but uh, the uh, Coastal Georgia Community Action Authority was able to to find funding with the federal government and um, and was able to expand that project. And get it, and it's fully funded. Um, so we did have, we took bids on that, and um, we did have, we had four bidders, but only one responsive bidder. Um, and I'm happy to say that that bidder is under budget, uh, about a, about 168 thousand dollars under budget. That's good. Um, and so tonight we're actually um, looking to, to get that moved along. Um, I believe you have the, the bid tabs that were. That were there. So, uh, and, and Commissioner Stevens, I don't recall this. He serves on that board. Um, the county doing the administration for the bidding process, simply because we have a process already in place, so it complied with state and federal guidelines in doing all that. Coast of Georgia uh, in the work team as part of the project, both before the bidding and after the bidding and during the review. And we did all the checks, the background checks, and everything, history on the contractor. And that recommendation is to engage Lavender and Associates for that. We will be the paying agent initially on the project until the $500,000 of the CDBG funds are expended. And at that time, then, Coast of Georgia, through the federal grant, will pick up and pay the remainder of the project. 
there will be a, uh, a co-owner of the project, if you will, because of that, uh, with the contractor. So both us and Coastal Georgia will be on the contract with the general contractor for the project because those funds are, are both involved. Okay, so Lavender and Associates. Is that who it? Mr. Holden? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, right. That would be for Lavender and Associates. Um, and I think their their base bid, you can see where their base bid came mm -hmm. in. Right. And um, there are uh, three ad alternates that the Coastal Georgia was going to take on that. Um, which puts, which actually did add to the to that base bid. So the uh, total amount together, uh, let's see, was eight million four forty four hundred. Right. So but they have a pretty good, pretty healthy contingency on that. So they're going to take about fifteen thousand out of contingency to pay for that overage. But that was the alternates for for like adding impact windows to the building and um, really and digital controls the HVAC so they could have a building management system really to improve the um, you know, as, as part of the Office of Head Start's um, program they wanted to make that a very robust building right. so, um, so those those improvements did help that yeah. a little side note there those improvements to required by the federal guidelines because it's being done with actually resiliency monies uh, after one of the hurricanes uh, that was appropriated by the federal government. So those were some of the, the requirements and the stepped up construction design for that. Okay. Uh, Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. I will say this, and David, correct me. <clears throat> uh, this building that is about to be constructed in Liberty County is going to be one of the most modern building that Coastal Georgia has in its whole fleet. That that is correct. This is this is a kind of a flagship building for them. They're very uh, a lot of eyes are on it, and it'll be the first of 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 a few that are actually going in through with Coastal Georgia. Um, mm -hmm. So, so it'll be somewhat of a prototype. Right. That's excellent. Let me go. Liberty County is going to be looked at again. Because <laughs> <laughs> Liberty uh, County proud. Iceboro. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, yeah, and right. say that again. Where is that located? <laughs> Where is that located? Iceboro. Okay. Next to the gym. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I just want <laughs> <one. laughs> me to say Riceboro again. Right. Uh, uh, Riceboro. Uh, Mr. Brown, it did meet the uh, M MWB. MWB. So there's MWB requirements that were put into the job. This is the only responsive bidder to that MWBE request. Okay. All right. has been around a while. I heard that name for. They have been. Yeah. Oh, well. Lavin and Buckley have been around a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've probably been around longer than Lavin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chair, I'm taking a motion. Chair, I make a motion that we grant the uh, award to the Liberty County Head Start Construction in Liberty County to Lavender and Associate. Second. Motion and second. We approve the bid presented by Mr. Buckley on behalf of Lavender and Associate, Mr. Brown. Any further discussion about this flagship building that's going to be built in Liberty County, but rest in the city of Riceboro? We'll share. We share, but we're co-owners. Am I right, Mr. Brown? We we will be. Oh, all right. All right. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand. All right. Motion passes.
Gonna be that'll be a lot of people are gonna be excited about well, it. No, we're excited. Right. We can't wait to see it come up out of the ground. Are too. <laughs> thank you, thank you, David, for all your yeah. effort and work. I know you put in a lot of work with it. Yes, sir. You put up with us <laughs> down there from coastal Georgia, and you know, hey, I just want to say thank you. You know, everything happens for a reason. Then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that being uh, over budget yeah. and all that happened for mm -hmm. a reason, and now there's a there's even a nicer, yes, it a nicer is. project. Yes, yes, it is. Thank you again, sir. Thank Appreciate you, Tony, for the help with that too, because that I know that's helped. Mm -hmm. Coastal it has. It has. At least now we'll have everything being the big brother. Everything will be consolidated. Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm just ecstatic that this project, you know, is moving forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, we uh, we've discussed this for. Now. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think I had gray hair when we first But a, a very worthy project. Right, but it's, it's great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you again, sir. Be safe on the road. We'll reschedule Ms. Martin, but you heard um, Attorney Davis' remarks about the um, Board of Elections and how, they have, um, how they're operating in excellency over there. So if you do get a, a chance to stop over a call, please do so. I think they would appreciate that especially as they gear up now for the um, what, January 5th election. So let's uh, appreciate what they do. Uh, resolution of Marist Bank. Actually, that's the one, Mr. Chairman, that was removed. Okay. Uh, the excavator that was Oops. previously approved okay. by the board is going to actually be bought right. by Splash Funds All right. out of a drainage account. So I, I scratched the wrong one out there. Okay. Um, Mid-Coast. Yes, sir. Um, you may remember me during a recent report letting you know that all the hangar units were full, have been full for quite some time at Midcoast. Uh, that was on our CIP list to construct. We had to submit to GDOT. So, uh, and I think I actually gave an update that we were bidding the project. So we received three bids on the project um, for the construction of the hangar. Uh, those, uh, the low bidder on that project was Harper and Company Builders at a cost of 933 even. Uh, that price does include civil work that has to be done also on the hangar unit. I provided you a breakout uh, in the memo of the total cost, including civil, construction, specs, and in the hangars, which is roughly 1.182 million. Uh, you see the breakdown there, the federal and state share uh, that would be available for the project, leaving a local share of 606,013. Um, as we work down on some VE items, that cost is actually gonna be closer to 555. <coughs> So I've attached a schedule uh, that was provided by Marist Bank uh, to the Industrial Authority, who, as you remember, are partners with us on everything that goes on with the airport in the city of Hinesville. And what you see is an annual debt service there associated with a five-year loan at 3.6% for a loan amount not to exceed 555 on that. Uh, broken out to the right, you also see the annual debt requirements that we go along with that for the five-year term. Uh, you also see the uh, hangar revenue that would be achieved. We have a waiting list, uh, actually pre-signed up list to rent these hangars once they're constructed. That annual hangar revenue will be 43.2, leaving a partner share annually uh, if the project goes forward of $26,085. Um, this is, would be part of the operational budget that the development authority oversees on behalf of the partners for the uh, operation of the airport. I think it's safe to say too that as we look at that budget each year, the, federal, the partner shares have gone down because increased, no, increased gas sales have gone up, 
the activity's gone up and some in the rent and some of the things there. So that, you know, actually it would not, even at this max amount, it would not need, we would not need to increase our operational budget for our share to the airport by $26,085. Uh, that's really going to be closer, probably somewhere to about $15,000 annually because our, our normal cost has already gone down some in this year. So the local joint management board partners met, reviewed these, and have made a request for me to appear before this board, the city council, and the development authority board to recommend to move forward uh, with the hangar construction, not to exceed uh, the issuance of some debt of 555 over five years. The other thing that could possibly happen, as you know, uh, if, if the governing bodies uh, approve uh, any remaining debt on this in year 2023, and again, you've got that schedule out there, could be rolled over to the new SPLOSH program. Midcoast is an anchor in that program. It would not take much at all uh, to tick that up and then relieve the general fund obligations if they're still there in year 2023. So that is an option uh, that you will have at that time if you choose to do that. So um, That would be a good option if you can. Yes, it is a good option. Mm -hmm. um, I will tell you, too, that looking at a couple of ways possibly to even drive that 550 down, 555 <coughs> down another $100,000, I started looking at those yesterday. So really, I guess what I'm asking the board to do tonight is to uh, follow the recommendation of the local JMB to move forward with the project in a final amount not to exceed the issuance of $555,000 in debt, understanding that none of that debt's gonna be incurred until I come back again to the bodies and give you the final amount. This would be the absolute max that it would be. And I'm prepared to answer any questions. Was that the best interest rate? Yes, ma'am, it is. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that type of loan because yeah, yes, ma'am, it is. It's really it's well, it's really not a bad rate, rate, but yeah. I was. Thinking. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, with the economy coming back, Kim Clark and I were talking about interest rates. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're able to use no, these good. like they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some refinancing things we're yes. doing too. Mm -hmm. um, those probably won't last. Uh, no. a, a lot, lot yes. longer. We should still see on TV that they're throwing around zeros <laughs> for cars. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah, I think I think that's I, we, I was noting that is zero uh, percent for eighty four. Yeah, I know, right? I'm thinking I'm not sure. It's left after uh, right, but right. Uh, earlier today uh, I was on on that uh, virtual conference call with the uh, defined benefits and. Uh, Defined contributions, and mm -hmm. you know they were talking uh, about interest rates and about the economy, and also with the election and and their forecasts. And and actually, uh, they believe that you know uh, with everything that's going on, even with the you know with the COVID situation, I mean they they do believe that our economy is still going to be striving and coming back. So, uh, with that being said, just like you said, man. You know, we need to try to refinance everything we can. <laughs> and your rebound. personal stuff, too, because, <laughs> yeah, the, the, those, those days are coming to an end. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, I guess one more note. I still do need to meet uh, with the development authority and with the city. And uh, so I, I would say that um, probably any vote that you take would be also upon total, par total partner approval. Yes, All right, sir. Mr. Chairman, I would offer that motion that we approve. 
Mr. Brown to move forward with the loan, but not to exceed the $555,000. I'll move, Mr. Chairman. I got two seconds here, all right. All right. Uh, any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. And I, I like the part where it says maybe the, the next plus could help to eradicate the, the balance. That's correct. Yes, sir. Actually, also or family entertainment. The, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> even even if we even if we had to borrow that and didn't advance pay anything in 2023, that balance would have be been about 250,000. Mm -hmm. Easy right off. All right. Thanks, sir. Next, lease agreement. Yes, sir. This is a, an informational item for tonight, and then um, Mr. Davis and I have talked uh, about having some definitive agreement ironed out uh, at least by the mid-month of December. So you might remember, or you do remember, that we were leasing from Eastern District Fire uh, two stations, uh, one at Sunbury, which is the main station, and the Colonel's Island station, which is what this refers to. Uh, those leases expire at the end of this year on purpose because we know we're gonna be moving. We are starting to move into the new station now, and we'll be hopefully doing a ribbon cutting in January. So we won't have to worry about the Sunbury main station anymore. That reverts back to Mr. Martin. The, we did want to, to continue the lease of the Colonel's Island substation where we've got two units there because of the five mile radius requirements and because of the area. Um, what has happened is that Mr. Martin has transferred that facility from Eastern District to the Colonel's Island Sport Fishing Club, which is a nonprofit corporation that's been established uh, to basically take control of that property and a little property next door that's a park for the community area. So what we're needing to do is to have a lease agreement now with the new owner, basically is what it is. Uh, I, I, the lease agreement will contemplate payment of $1,000 a month uh, for that property, which will go you know, to that club Again, it's a nonprofit. It really can't make and hold money. So um, in talking with those folks, the intent of them is to put it back into that facility. Won't be real long. We've been here a long time. That facility used to have a kitchen area and a little meeting room in it. And over time, that was removed. Uh, their intent is to go back and put that back in, which will provide a little community meeting room um, and, and also uh, some restrooms and all for our folks that want to use it. So their intent is to take their, that money and put it back in the station there also. Uh, this $1,000, and Commissioner Stevens asked a great question this week about the budget on that. It is already budgeted uh, for $1,000 to continue because, again, we did contemplate keeping the station even if it stayed under Eastern District's uh, guidance. So it, it's a budgeted amount. Again, uh, we're ironing out the details of that. Don't think there's any major issues to encounter, and we'll bring you back a final agreement. Kind of just a, a uh, point of, of note for you tonight. Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. Mr. Brown, one thing I, I, I thought about, you said that they, will, they wanted to install the kitchen and the bathroom for meetings. Okay, where will the trucks be at while they're having these meetings right there? Well, the, the, what used to happen, uh, in fact, I can remember attending a Lions Club meeting over the first splash down there, I think, M.M.L. Coper one night, is that actually in the back of those bays is where that was constructed. You can see where they took the walls out. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't think that there would be, there'd be an area of separation. There used to be a door that led from the Bay Area into that kitchen facility, into the restrooms, and that would just be put back. I think it would be exactly like it was, Commissioner Steve. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Will you bring this back? Uh, no later than mid-month in December. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. 
We look for it then. All right. All right. Alcohol, alcoholic beverage license. This is a change of ownership at 5240 Highway 196 West to a new owner, Ruta Kelly. Um, and I will, let me see what that name was. I was going to try to pronounce that for you. Uh, Jagu Incorporated. Jagu. Probably got that wrong. Uh, Sheriff recommends approval and uh, planning and zoning is okayed also. I would think it's the only convenience store in Gun Branch or right on. Uh, I'll make that motion. We'll move it at one. Brick and brew. Okay. On the main, main. We have a motion from Commissioner Thrift to the second. A second. Motion second. We approve the um, license request. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand. Thank you. Motion passes. All right. Announcement, sir? Just uh, in general, um, you got a Christmas parade coming up. Um, uh, we'll have the car ready for that. And if we have an entry other than that, we just need to know so we can inform the chamber of that. Also, just remember, please, in your December 1st meeting or in the first meeting in December, you'll be recognizing the retirees in that meeting. So it ought to be a, a pretty good pretty good time there. Okay. It'll be up here. And we have mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. The, the parade, I'm sorry, was the 4th. The fourth. Mm -hmm. Not sure of that date. I just know. I just I know think it's a Friday, I believe. Yeah. The first Friday, they normally have. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm off. Oh. Anything I'll be there. Anything else we good at order? Yeah. Yes, sir. I'd just like to mention this to the board, and we can think about it before time sneaks up on us. You know, we go out to Fort Stewart every year for the hour retreat, waiting on the big airplane to come in. <laughs> it seems like we rush out there in one day or half a day. I just think sometimes we actually need to extend that time if we have to do it in a two-day time, time frame instead of trying to rush in and rush out. And Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. That's something that you know, we can think about. Right. And, and, and just piggybacking back enough, uh, Commissioner Stevens, uh, I, you know, I know in the past we've, we've tried to accommodate uh, whoever we can, but uh, without respect, the, the ones that's coming, they're going to come. So mm -hmm. I, I'd rather the ones that's going to be there, let's just get to work and, and make sure that we right. don't uh, look over certain details just because of, of, of a time restraint. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if we could do that. Yeah, I Or agree. if we could consider that, Mr. Chair. We can. We'll be it feels looking. a little awkward being on this side. We'll be Gary, looking but. at those calendars right. uh, to try to schedule that in a February time frame anyway. That's normally something we get together on in December. And I got that on the list, so we'll look at two separate sessions, half days. Yes, okay. half day. Be fantastic. I feel like we rush through it too. We do. Yeah. We don't have time to finish it or digest it's, it's it. It's so much good stuff that yes. you can't get all yes. done. Yeah. Right. And, and one more thing, uh, I just have an announcement uh, tonight at I think like eight thirty uh, on IG. They having a versus between uh, Jeezy and Gucci. Gucci man, <laughs> I'm, I'm going for. Jeezy. <laughs> Just want to let y'all know. Versus. You know when they put the two artists against each other? Yes, tonight. All right. Well, okay. All right. Chair, take the motion to adjourn. So move. All right, so move. Thank, Thank you. All. all in favor. Thank we you. adjourn. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Have a great, uh, great and safe Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. You too. I will.